0: Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to hold fast to those that shall endure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
1: A reading from Exodus. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness and said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate bread to the full? For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, For what are we that you murmur against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you in the evening flesh to eat and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord has heard your murmurings which you murmur against him, what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your murmurings. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the murmurings of the people of Israel. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay round about the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine, flake-like thing, fine as hoarfrost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. The word of the Lord. Thanks you, <laughs>
2: A reading from Philippians. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If it is to be life in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. So that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or an absent, I may hear of you that you stand firm in one spirit, with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything but your opponents. This is a clear omen to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict which you saw and now hear to be mine. The word of the Lord.
0: The Lord be with you. you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory Glory to to you, you Lord Christ. Christ. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired, about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the householder, saying these last worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day in the scorching heat but he replied to them friend i am doing you no wrong did you not agree with me for a denarius take what belongs to you and go i chose to give to the last as i give to you am i not allowed to do what i choose with what belongs to me or do you begrudge my generosity so the last will be first And the first, last, the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. These last have wrought one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. Hopefully, hopefully, we all have biblical stories and verses that stick with us, that become a part of our lives, mantras, our life verse, if you will. Some stories inspire us, others convict us. All are meaningful. One of the more meaningful stories in the Bible for me is the story of Jonah. It sticks with me because of the way God has to goad and prod Jonah to deliver the message he has given to the Ninevites. Perhaps it resonates because of my journey to the priesthood. Perhaps it is because of the life to which the Christian priest is called. Another story is the one of Eli, Jewish high priest of Shiloh, judge over Israel. Now, many of you... We'll remember Eli from his interactions with Hannah, who is immortalized in infant nurseries everywhere by her quote, For this child I have prayed. What Eli is lesser known for is his leadership. His household, his sons specifically, behaved wickedly. And while Eli himself was faithful, he did little to nothing to correct the behavior of those for whom he was responsible. And in the end, his household was punished for his lack of action. Now, being a priest and in some sense responsible for the behavior, the souls of a parish family, you can probably guess why this story sticks with me. Today's gospel lesson is another story that has become a part of whom I am. And thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. Let me explain the context of the story first. Immediately before today's gospel lesson, which we just heard, Jesus gives the disciples some very difficult sayings, very difficult teachings. Most of you recall the story of the rich man that approaches Jesus and asks him what he must do to inherit eternal life. Jesus tells the rich man, follow the commandments. The rich man replies, I do follow. He does indeed follow the commandments. He asks what more he lacks. Jesus tells him to be perfect. He must sell everything he owns, give it to the poor, and come follow him. The rich man slumps, leaves dejected and sorrowful, for it's more than he can do. Now following that conversation, just Jesus issues a teaching on the difficulty of the rich entering into the kingdom of God. Here we get the famous or infamous, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now this teaching astonishes and shocks. It does so because in Jewish theology, to be rich is to be blessed of God. So it astonishes and shocks the disciples who then ask the question, who then can be saved? Jesus replies, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So our zealous friend Peter then speaks up, as he always does. Lo, we have left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? Now immediately following the lo, we have left everything discussion, we get today's parable. The lesson we are to learn from today's parable is how God's justice and mercy works. And this is a lesson. You cannot buy your way into heaven. You cannot work harder than others. Nothing you can do is of any count in comparison with the deeds of others. It is only God's generous mercy and generous love that gain you entrance into the kingdom of God. And your life must be a reflection of God's mercy and love and not a comparison of yourself to others. Your life must be a reflection of God's mercy and not a comparison of yourself to others. The rich man may follow the commandments perfectly, but yet he is not perfect and is behind others. Peter and the disciples may give up everything and work and even give their lives for the kingdom of God, but yet others will enter the kingdom of God having not done so, having done very little. Having done nothing, we all enter God's kingdom through his mercy. We must not be envious of others. We must not be prideful and think ourselves more deserving of God's favor. We must not think ourselves more worthy than another because of our own service in the Lord. And it's a bitter pill for many. I think humanity, we all, have a tendency to look at others and judge Make judgments, to look at the success of others. It's very common to have people come through my study worried with, or rather eaten up with, envy. They look at and judge themselves by the success of others in their vocations. And when they look at the success of others, they make a comparison. Well, I work a lot harder than that person, I'm smarter than that person, I've been here longer than that person, I am better than that person they shouldn't be where they are I should or persons will base their own families on the happiness of other families look at that family they have three cars they take vacations have nicer clothes are prettier happier it's not right we should be where they are not them we work harder and longer we're better This morning, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, I'm not going to spend the morning comparing others. I'll talk about myself and make a confession. Because believe it or not, priests suffer from the same temptation to envy as do us all. When I first got out of seminary, I was assigned to two struggling mission churches 45 minutes apart. I worked a minimum of 70 hours a week. Put over 4,000 miles a month on my car. And I would meet with other priests I had graduated with. Priests who were assigned to wealthy and endowed parishes. Priests who were given all sorts of tools and resources to help them along. And all the while, I toiled away. Bearing the burden and the heat of the day with almost nothing. From time to time, I'd become self-righteous. Looking upon my brethren with contempt. They had it made... I did not I toiled away in a rural and impoverished land and they seemingly relaxed in luxury now that I'm here in Laurel at a bigger parish with more resources one that provides a decent life it is still tempting to look around at other clergy and the posts they're assigned to to think about being at places of prestige and honor and power and importance To think about being at large parishes with unending staffs and ministries. Now, from those thoughts and daydreams, envy rears its ugly head. I have, in the past, compared myself to the priests at those places of prestige and power and honor. When thinking those thoughts, might think to myself, "Well, I've been a priest longer than that person. How did they end up there?" Might think that person never studies. They don't do anything for devotion. And yet that parish called them. It's not right. At that point, scripture usually this scripture usually comes to my mind. Matthew 20, 15. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? I reckon these verses will always stick with me because there will always be clergy that seemingly have it better than I somehow end up in places of prestige and honor new clergy that end up not having to pay dues like the rest of us or have to earn things like others there will always be a priest somewhere somehow who has what might be considered an easier life or who did not have to labor or earn what they have now usually when today's scripture pops in my head it's because envy has crept in the verses pop to combat it. And with these scripture verses, the words of a very influential slum priest in my life arise. Now the term slum priest is not derogatory. It originates in Victorian England. It's applied to certain priests who went down to the docks of London and built parishes and evangelized the poor and the more interesting characters of the day. A slum priest is someone who works in the poorest of areas with the poorest of people Forgotten places, places few dare tread, and Father John Heshley fits that bill. Now, some of you in this parish, especially the youth, have met Father Hesley. He's a priest at the parish in Chicago where our youth led Vacation Bible School two summers ago. Father Hesley is a man who, without any staff at all or support at all, barely scratching a living out, offers the Eucharist daily. Offers daily offices without fail in his parish. Day in, day out, works with the poor, the immigrant, the outcast. Never taking a day off. He has given his life to our Lord and to the poorest of the poor. And he told me these words that remain with me forever. He said to me, The highest calling of a priest is not to be successful, but to be faithful. He first said those words while we were at a gathering of priests from all over the Diocese of Chicago. And we happened to be at a table with priests from the three wealthiest parishes in the country. These were priests that had at least two personal secretaries apiece, had enormous staffs, had every tool for ministry available, had it made, as it were. While at the table, they were partly kind Partly elitist picking at Father Hesley for not leaving his parish after 35 years and taking a decent post. I kind of got irritated and I whispered to him very quietly, how did it not bother him to take such a ribbing from others? Others who had been in the ministry 20 years less than he was. How did it not bother him to see other priests around him who had it made? The highest calling is not to be successful but to be faithful. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, in our lives, no matter who we are or what we do, there will always be around us those who are more successful, have the lives we wish for ourselves, be prettier, thinner, whatever, have the positions, the careers we work for. In our lives, there will always be those who come to Jesus after us, working less than us, who receive the same reward and the same pay. Some on the very last days of their lives. There will always be those who did not bear the burden and the scorching heat of the day, but will receive an equal wage. We must remember that in the economy of the kingdom of God, we do not compare ourselves to others. We do not become envious. We give thanks, rather, for the generosity of God both to us and to all. So let us take our place in the vineyard of the kingdom of God, laboring away, bearing the heat of the day, and giving thanks for our salvation and the salvation of others, especially those who come after us, who did not bear the burden. Giving thanks to God And not comparing our lot in life to another. And do not forget that the highest calling for each one of us is not to be successful in the eyes of men. But to be faithful to the God who gives us life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Standing, let's affirm our faith in God and in his holy church. We believe in one God, the Father.
3: Prayers of the people are found on page 9, kneeling. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the holy church of God, And for the unity of all people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For Duncan, our bishop, Jeffrey, our priest, and for all the clergy and the people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For Barack, our president, Haley, our governor, and Melvin, our mayor, and for all the leaders of the nation, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For the county of Jones, the city of Laurel, and for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For seasonable weather, and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. Amen. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and the orphan, for the sick and the suffering, especially Erica Adams, Alfredo Aldum, Dewey Blackledge, Beth Boykin, Daudel Brown, Jean Jackson Bullock, Tim Busby, Caesar Centeno. Luca Seraldo, Sylvia Ellis, Bonnie Gardner, Clemente Avenel, Leroy Jensen, Alex Carras, Mitch Malden, Susan McCollum, Randy Matters, Gene Miller, Austin Morgan, Cherie Parrish, Jenny Luquang, Ashley Rogers, Michael Rubenstein... Dawn Russell, Casey Smith, Wendy Sneed, Henry Temple, Joan Tide, Kitty Waspack, Shirley Waldrop, and Lynn Williver. And for, the, for all those who suffer from chronic illnesses and for those we now name. Let us pray to the Lord. For those celebrating birthdays, especially Mike Cockrell, Gina Gatewood, Garrett Herring, Sherry Kaparazaska, David Sullivan, Lauren Sullivan, and Lindsay Williams. And for those who are celebrating anniversaries, especially Michael and Hilary Burroughs, let us pray to the Lord. For those with child, especially Allison Albritton, Kristen Gard, Margie Farrell, Elizabeth Hancock, Elizabeth Lindsay, Lauren Killeman, Jennifer Malone, and Casey Gibbs Whitson, let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives. And for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For all who have died in the hope of resurrection, especially Homer Denham, Dennis Lowe, and Cecil Rimes, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. For the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazar, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Butler, Melissa Kleckler, Jane Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamalo, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, R.P. Powell, Howard Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vincent, Kerry Walker, James Warner, Mark Waters, White Welch, and Joshua Yarbrough. And for those men and women who bravely fought and gallantly died for their country. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. Lord That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Defend us, deliver us, and thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of our ever blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God.
0: To thee, O Lord, our God. Almighty God, who has bestowed thy grace upon thy people by thy Son, Jesus Christ, grant us, we beseech thee, to be enriched with his manifold gifts, that patiently enduring through the darkness of this world, we may be found shining like lamps in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, when he cometh in his kingdom, to whom be praise and glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also. Good morning to you all. Uh, welcome, welcome to St. John's. <laughs> uh, it is it is my privilege and a pleasure to see you all here today. So we're a rowdy bunch, extra rowdy bunch this morning. That's good. Uh, okay, good morning. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, a few things upcoming this Wednesday night we'll have our, our monthly parish dinner our first one of the fall that begins at 5:30 mark your calendars please 5:30 we'll have a nursery uh, and activities for the youth and we'll have a special treat uh, this month is the AYC's summer mission trip to the Ozarks there is a, a video that, that will be presented uh, about that it's a really touching funny moving video you don't want to miss it it's, it's really going to be good so uh, please do make- Make plans to come to that tonight. Confirmation classes will continue as well tonight. Uh, we'll be looking, or uh, explaining why we do what we do on Sunday mornings, uh, and so we will continue with that discussion this evening at four. That's, that's four to six, and then EYC will be tonight at six p.m. and I'll be discussing or having a meeting with the parents about the uh, the pilgrimage to, upcoming pilgrimage to Spain, and I think that is that is all that is pressing. Um, So, welcome everyone. Offer to God a sacrifice, a thanksgiving, and make good your vows to the Most High. Please stand. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God. And thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for his generous love and mercy. Asking special intentions that we may not compare ourselves to others, but look to God. We also offer thanksgivings this day for this joyful gathered congregation. We give thanks for the marriage of Margaret and Adam Bounds. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. <clears throat> the Lord be with you.
4: I also with
5: you. Lift up your hearts. Sweet. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
4: It is right to give him thanks and praise.
5: It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source and source of light and life, You've made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn.
0: The night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And we celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling His death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in Him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ by him and with him and in him, in
5: the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are behold to say,
4: Our Father, who art in
0: Let us pray. Eternal God, heavenly Father, you lord be with you the mass is ended go in peace to love and to serve the lord